In his highly regarded 1926 novel called The Sun Also Rises, author Ernest Hemingway's characters are talking with one another when the subject of one man's recent bankruptcy comes up. When asked point blank, quote, how did you go bankrupt? The bankrupted character responds pointedly by stating his bankruptcy happened, quote, two ways, gradually and then suddenly. False friends and more creditors than perhaps anyone in all of England surely did not help. Rather, they quickened this character's move to no net worth. Well, this week, it appears a once high-flying bank headquartered in San Francisco, California, is meeting a similar fate of possibly having to file Chapter 11 bankruptcy, even after receiving a $30 billion in uninsured deposit lifeline, given only one month ago from the likes of J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Citigroup, Morgan Stanley, and six other banks. So, while many First Republic Bank customers were pulling their savings and capital out of First Republic Bank, mega zombie banks were there throwing them a few scraps to survive perhaps one month longer. Well, it looks like this weekend may spell the end for First Republic Bank. Bloomberg had the following clip today, late in the afternoon, given that First Republic Bank shares plunge as much as negative 54% in post-market trading after a Reuters report stated that the FDIC was preparing to place it into receivership imminently. We're speaking a little bit earlier about the options out there for First Republic. If you believe the Reuters report, sounds like the options are out. Yeah, listen, we have been in talks with uh, the entire industry, really, mm -hmm. and it's been pretty clear here that the options have been running short. Some of the options on the table have been on the table for weeks. How long could First Republic really limp along for? It really depends on what the balance sheet looks like. It really depends on the depositor base. To the extent that they face more deposit runs, mm -hmm. this stock could have limped along very cheaply for a very long time. Yeah. By putting it into receivership, we've talked about this a little earlier, it opens up new options for the bank. Recall the clip that we played for you on this SD Bullion channel at the end of 2022 last year? It has video footage from the FDIC's ugly bank failure meeting filmed in early November 2022. I'll leave a link in the show notes and comments below if you somehow missed that SD Bullion market update. Well, the bottom line here is you better know your bank counterparties and whether or not their balance sheets are actually sound. And if, or not, their banking customer base is not fleeing with their capital of late. Hello, this is James Anderson on behalf of SD Bullion. Smash the like button if you enjoy these Bullion market updates and share it with those who might find the information valuable. Also, be sure to enter our free Monster Box sweepstakes. Want to win 500 Silver Eagle coins just like this guy? Yeah, this is Kevin. Hi, Kevin. This is Dr. Tyler Wall, CEO of SD Bullion. I'm calling to you to let you know that you won the SD Bullion giveaway of a Munster box of 2022 Silver Eagle. Unbelievable. That is awesome. <laughs> so click the link below for your chance to win. Good luck to all of you out there who enter our free 500-ounce American Silver Eagle coin giveaway sweepstakes. The silver and gold fiat Fed note spot prices consolidated sideways for most of this week. The spot silver price and fiat US dollars closed just above 25 an ounce bid. Spot gold price and fiat USD finished just shy of the key 2000 ounce level. The spot gold silver ratio traded sideways as well, finishing again at 79. Eastern central banks continue buying and stacking gold bullion in large volumes, as we learned today that the Central Bank of Singapore added to its official gold bullion reserve pile in March. Christian Gopal points out that Singapore bought 68.7 metric tons of gold bullion in Q1 2023, 
lifting the nation's official gold bullion stack by an additional 45% in only three months of steady bullion buying thus far this year. Visual Capital has published this incredible and insightful 200 years of gold production graphic yesterday. It's stunning and a quick way to learn about historical gold mining leaders of the world and how South Africa has by far and away contributed more physical gold to the world than any other nation. And currently, the nations of China, Russia, and Australia are battling to see who will be the leading gold miner in 2023. My bet is Russia, mining eastern Siberia, will lead them eventually and become the outright world gold mining leader for a long time as this decade unfolds further. If you want to learn more about South African gold mining and Krugerrand bullion coin history, I'm going to leave this video in the comments and show notes for you to go check out. It's worth watching it to hear the beautiful music alone. And of course, in that video, there's some great moving and still gold images as well. City of London consultancy in the precious metals sector, Metals Focus, gave further clarity on their bearish second half silver call this year. They basically also admitted that leverage derivatives on futures markets are the main driver for silver prices. They wrote, quote, that said, silver prices rarely take their cue from fundamentals and are instead largely driven by professional investor activity. In spite of the recent boom in investor demand and the price rally, we believe that institutional investment will lose momentum later this year. This reflects our view that the current market consensus that the Fed will be forced to cut rates in second half 2023 will be proven wrong. Moreover, continued interventions by authorities tend to perpetuate growing systematic risks. The risk premium that silver has benefited from, notably the March banking turmoil, is therefore likely to be unwound. A likely equity market correction as a result of weaker corporate earnings could also trigger an investor sell-off across assets, which will inevitably affect silver as well as gold. All these factors should see the silver price eventually suffer from investor liquidations in the second half of the year, driving prices lower. Remember how last week I calculated that last year, 227 times more silver futures were traded notionally than the record physical silver demand that we had last year? Well, at some point, the silver futures longs are going to begin consistently winning and the value of silver will begin its eventual ramp to much higher levels. On the bullish silver side, Andrew Hecht published the following this week. He wrote, in a world where asset prices have suffered from rising interest rates, inflation, and geopolitical turmoil, gold, silver, and platinum group metals could continue to offer a safe harbor for investors and traders over the coming months and years. He continued on by stating gold is trading around 2,000 per ounce, about 70 under its all-time peak and technical resistance level. Silver's significant upside hurdle is at the February 2021 high of just over 30 per ounce, and significant technical support is at 17 level. Many market analysts believe gold is headed for a sustained rally to take the leading precious metal to new record highs. If correct, silver could follow with a furious rally. India continues buying gold bullion consistently month after month, but they are still near non-existent in their silver bullion demand to start Q1 2023, especially after the massive silver buying last year in 2022. Speaking of India, we're going to go there and hear from Manisha Gupta as she interviews Oli Hansen regarding his views on gold and silver markets upcoming. Let's have a look. 
Hello and welcome to Commodity Champions. I'm Anisha Gupta. The gold prices continue to glitter as prices surge this year. In March 2023, gold prices in India have hit a record high of over 61,000 rupees per 10 grams. Over the last year, India's gold prices have seen an increase of around 20% as of April 2023. Joining me to take all of the discussion forward is Ole Hansen. He's head of Commodity Strategy at Saxo Bank. Ole, hi, good to have you. And clearly, gold has outperformed various other assets classes, whether you look at equities, currencies, bonds, securities, even real estate in more of, most of the countries, with gold prices, especially in India, up 20% in last one year, and nearly 10% of gains is what we've seen in this year as well. How do you look gold in relation to other asset classes? I still uh, look at gold uh, quite favorably. Um, we have seen the underlying uh, drivers uh, turning more supportive. Uh, compared with last year when we saw this uh, big jump in the dollar and we saw a big st strong rally in, in bond yields. Uh, the outlook right now is still uh, is pointing towards an economic slowdown, it's pointing towards a peak rate uh, to emerge uh, within the next uh, few months and that uh, followed by rate cuts that in the US that is and that would likely continue to underpin the prices also from the, the fact that we are seeing some dollar weakness uh, occurring at the same time. Multiple other factors, which I'm sure we, we're going to discuss in this. Uh, you know, interest rates is something that everybody is watching out for. And 25 basis point markets believe is factored in that we will see perhaps on 3rd of May. Uh, when you talk that we are, when you say that we are nearing peak and we even perhaps could see rate cuts coming in before this year ends. What is your sense on how we're closing this year then in sense of rates? I think the main thing is, is that we're getting towards a peak situation in, in, in rates. It can either come about by an economic downturn that, is, uh, that forces the Fed to abandon its, uh, its, its inflation target or simply because the, the, uh, the, the outlook for inflation continues to, to uh, support uh, a, a reversal in, in the hikes we've seen in, in, uh, in recent years or during the past year. So, so peak rates in the previously and during the past 20 years has, has almost has every three times that happened signaled a strong period for gold and that's what we're looking for to be repeated. When it comes to gold, we uh, still see, see, that, see it high at, a, at a record high by the end of the year. And what levels? I mean, are you looking at 2100 coming back? As in, is that the high that you're looking at and beyond? I think if we look at the, from a long term perspective, uh, just look at the world as it is right now, we are seeing a, a, a de-dollarization de um, having some kind of impact. We're seeing central banks continue to be strong buyers. Mm. We're seeing earnings, earnings growth in, the, in, in the, the world's biggest stock market in the US uh, not showing any, any signs of a pickup in, in, in earnings growth anytime soon. And I think that basically leaves the, uh, the, the, the playing field uh, open to other, other investments. And, and with that in mind, and considering the, the risk of, of a weaker dollar in, in over the coming periods, I think the, the long-term prospect for gold is, uh, is still there. And, and if you look at the charts, zooming out maybe 10, 20 years, the kind of formations that we're seeing having been built in the, in the, in the gold market could indicate that if we do see a new record high, then there could be a, quite a substantial move higher uh, in, the, in the coming years. So, uh, so with that in mind, I think we, we maintain a, a, a prospect for 2100 easily to be met at some point. Also, what's your sense for silver then? And because we've seen support come in for this too, but uh, far away from its all-time highs in the dollar or for that matter, rupee terms. Yeah, and that's what uh, continues to attract the investors. Uh, based looking at gold near a record high, but silver well below its uh, record for reached uh, more than a decade ago. And that's uh, continued to attract some, some demand. 
I think right now we are we are basically we're missing a little bit the uh, the third leg in the Silver Valley, and that is the industrial metal space. I heard in the section just before that uh, we talked about copper, and copper right now is, is still struggling to uh, to gain to find the momentum that uh, that the market is looking for. And I think until we get that, then the silver may may struggle a little bit to uh, to continue to outperform. But generally, having rallied by by 30 cents uh, during the past month. So far, the correction has been very shallow, and that does indicate there are bidders in the market uh, waiting for for any setbacks to get get involved. So, uh, so silver looks looks promising as well, as well as platinum. I think last week we saw quite a quite a substantial uh, narrowing of the discount between gold and platinum. Well, thank you so much for joining us with your sense on all of those metals, especially precious metals as well, where you are quite bullish going forward from here. That will be all for another bank failure SD bullion market update. As always, you out there. Take great care of yourselves and those you love. If you enjoyed this content, be sure to give our video a thumbs up. To keep getting bullion-related news and industry insights, be sure to subscribe to our channel. Finally, hit that alert button so you know when we publish fresh content.